AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is AutoLine Daily for November 4, 2010, and now the news. Just as General Motors gets ready for its IPO, the company announced how much money it thinks it will make in the third quarter. How does $2.2 to $2.4 billion sound to you? That's before interest and taxes. For the year, GM expects an EBIT, that's earning before income taxes, of up to $6.2 billion. Yowza! Them is some impressive numbers. However, GM warns that the fourth quarter will be weak because of new product launches and engineering costs. Official third quarter results will be announced next Wednesday. Nissan also reported strong earnings. According to the AP, the company's second quarter profit quadrupled to $1.3 billion. That's compared to last year. The company doesn't expect its second half to be as strong because of the rising yen, increases in raw materials, and engineering investments. The U.S. and South Korea are currently negotiating a free trade agreement, but automakers object to some of the provisions because it doesn't do enough to open up the Korean market. And now Ford is taking its message to the people. According to the Detroit News, the company launched a website and is also running newspaper ads in several states with close ties to the industry, urging changes in the agreement. This year, it's estimated that South Korea will export over half a million vehicles to the U.S., while the U.S. will export fewer than 7,500 cars to South Korea. In a move to strengthen their relationship, Panasonic announced it will take a stake in Tesla. According to the AFP, Panasonic invested $30 million to take a 2% stake in Tesla. The company already provides Tesla with lithium-ion batteries for its electric vehicles. Well, finally, we can report on how sales in the American market went for the month of October, as tallied by our friends over at Ward's. The total number of sales came in at just over 947,000 units. That's below the million unit level that I keep saying we need to see before we can really say the American market is getting back on its feet. But the seasonally adjusted annual rate, the SAR, came in at 12.2 million, which is considerably healthier than we've seen all year long. If you compare sales to a year ago, they were up more than 17%, but remember, Last year was a disaster, so we can learn more comparing sales on a month-over-month basis. And on that basis, they fell 8% compared to September. Or stated another way, that means 8,800 fewer customers went out and bought a car last month. Again, on a month-over-month basis, very few automakers increased market share. But topping the list was General Motors, which picked up a whopping 1.3 points of share. Honda and Subaru managed to eke out a gain, and BMW and VW picked up a fraction of a share. The best-selling car in the USA was the Toyota Camry, followed by the Honda Accord. They were followed in a tight pack by the Nissan Altima, the Hyundai Sonata, and the Ford Fusion. On the truck side, the Ford F-Series easily outdistanced its competitors, The Silverado continued selling more or less at the rate it's been at all year long, but the GMC Sierra picked up some momentum, while the Toyota Tundra and Nissan Titan lagged far, far behind. Honda dominated the crossover segment, while the Toyota RAV4 and Ford Escape fought for second position. 
the Chevy Equinox, and surprise, surprise, the Kia Sorento rounded out the top five. Amongst all these numbers, the key one to watch is that SAR rate, and at 12.2 million units, it shows the car market is slowly getting healthier. Coming up next, hey, let's go take a look at the Cadillac CTS Coupe. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. I'll tell you, one of the best aspects of this job is all the different cars I get to test drive, especially this one. Here's my instant impression of the new Cadillac CTS Coupe. You know everything there is to know about this car if you know the CTS because it's pretty much the same from the front bumper to the base of the windshield, with one exception. They changed the fender vent on this car. You gotta look carefully, but you will see it is different. But then they did it right. They put in a super long door. They tooled it up for that so that it's easier to get in and out of the back seat, but only if it were that easy because what you'll find is that the seat belt gets in your way. The seat doesn't really move that much forward. And once you're in here, you'll find out there really isn't a whole lot of headroom. I'm 5'8". Anybody taller than this is absolutely not going to fit in back here. And I don't even fit in all that well. The other thing that you'll notice is that the front seat cushion just isn't long enough. It doesn't give you enough thigh support. You know, I wish it would come out to here right underneath my knees. In fact, Mercedes-Benz has a feature like that where you can move the seat cushion forward in relation to the seat back. Cadillac's got to be able to do that too. But man, did they get the rest of this car right. I love this beautiful sail panel that they've added and kept it very high. It adds to the drama of the styling. It also helps with the aerodynamics. And then they integrated the, the chimsel, the center high-mounted stoplight, to also double as a partial spoiler. I love getting the dual duties out of that thing. Then the other thing that's so dramatic on this is how they've collected the exhaust here in the middle, put that around it with a chrome surround to it. Nothing else out there in the market is like it. Put it all together and you have got a car that is just dramatically styled. In fact, I guarantee it, if you buy one of these cars, people will stop you on the street to tell you how beautiful they think it looks. Don't forget to tune in to AutoLine After Hours tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern for the best insight and commentary going on in the worldwide automotive industry. Join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo tonight on AutoLine After Hours. And that's it for today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.